0: She was like, okay, well, I have a course, but, you know, I just kind of created it pretty
1: quickly and tested it. And can you make it better? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. You're listening to the Freedom Found podcast, an audio community for freedom-driven entrepreneurs wanting to build and scale an impactful online business that allows you to spend more time with your toes in the sand than your fingers on the keyboard. I'm your host, Crystal Church. I'm a copywriter and consultant, borderless entrepreneur, and wannabe dog mom. On this podcast, we'll talk all things online business, marketing, strategy, mindset, health, travel, and what it's really like to be a borderless entrepreneur. Freedom Found is all about equipping you with insight and actionable tips to help you build your business around your life so you can spend more time exploring new cities, hanging with your family, working on that new business project, or quite frankly, however the hell you'd like. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Freedom Found podcast. I am so excited because today we have the Ariel Schiffer, the one and only here to teach us on all things education platform, revamping programs, courses, et cetera. And if you do not know Ariel, she is the owner and the CEO of Dream Pro, the first choice course creation agency for entrepreneurs and small businesses that offers DIY solutions and done for you services. Ariel has been creating courses for nearly a decade for Fortune 50 companies, nonprofit organizations, private companies, keynote speakers, and entrepreneurs. Her mission is to take out the digital trash and improve the quality of learning in the online industry, which is so, so needed. So, welcome, Ariel. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you.
0: I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> so
1: am I. And I'm really excited to dive into really the the story behind Dream Pro and where you are today because we see you as this full function agency. But can you give us the background, like where you came from? I know you've got some really interesting. Experience that you brought into like the journey, you know, that led you where you are today, and I'm sure there are things I don't even know. So, can you give us a deep dive on DreamPro and your journey as an entrepreneur?
0: Sure. So, I'll actually start this story a little bit earlier than I usually do because
1: it's definitely relevant.
0: So I went to college originally for music industry. A lot of people don't know that. (laughs) I love music. My dad was a musician. Like music's just always been a part of my family, my world. It's very important to me. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to go into like music industry and like, I'll do something related to like business and the music world. And so I went to college for that in the beginning (laughs) and basically took a music class. I got a C. I was like mortified because I was always like top of my class, this and that. So I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? So... Anyways, I had this like freak out moment of like, I don't even know what I want to do with this degree. I'm just going to change and go into psychology. And funny enough, I had like no reason to go into that. I was just like, that just feels good to me. Like that was probably before I even understood anything about intuition or whatever. So I ended up changing my major, going into psychology. And I I realized it. And I knew from the beginning, I was like, I don't want to go into therapy. I don't want to do anything like that. That's something that just doesn't feel aligned with, you know, just I know I would get really burnt out. (laughs) And so I didn't even know what I wanted to do with that funny enough, even though that was the reason why I changed my decision for music. But I think my junior year, my senior year, I ended up taking an industrial organizational psychology course, which long story short, or long, long description short is business psychology. And it's all about basically looking at a company from the perspective of human capital and seeing how to optimize it, grow it, increase the bottom line through, you know, your most important asset, which is your people, right? And so I loved how it took like a really people first perspective on business. And so when I took that class, I was like, cool, this is like a very like applied psychology realm. Like it just seems interesting and fun. And I love the decision-making and the it just seemed really cool. So I ended up going into a grad program. I got my master's in industrial organizational psychology. And in that program, I thought I was going to be like a business consultant, like going into businesses and saying like, Hey, here, like you're experiencing these symptoms. Here's the root cause. Here's how to fix it. Like that was basically what I was educationally trained to do. And so one of my first internships was at diesel, which I don't know if you know them. Well, they're like an Italian de- denim company. They're international. So yes, a lot yes, of I know people them. know of like their jeans and their Yeah. Their brand is very like edgy and stuff. So I ended up, funny enough, when I joined my grad program, I saw that people previously were at Diesel for their internship. And I was like, I'm going to intern at Diesel. Like this is what I'm going to do. Like (laughs) before I do anything about like also like manifestation, or anything, I was just like, that is what I'm going to do. Like that's it. So I ended up getting um, an interview. I got the internship and I was commuting at the time from Connecticut to New York city. I'm originally from New York city, but I would go from my college back to my parents' house. I'd intern there. I was in grad school. I was working at, it's like the busiest I've ever been, but I loved it. And basically for Diesel, I was running their recruitment program for their internships. And so even though it was fun and honestly, working in luxury fashion is like organized chaos. Like it is nuts. The people are insane. It is so fun. It is like one of the coolest environments, but I realized like, okay, I don't like recruiting. It feels like this never ending cycle of stuff. And I just like, I don't like it. So I was sitting next to the training manager of Diesel, and she was working on these presentations for basically training people on how to, like, sales associates on how to sell the denim and all about the denim. And I just thought it was the most interesting thing ever. And I was just like looking over her shoulder. And so I was like, you know what? Screw the recruitment stuff. I'm going to go into learning and development. Like I want to teach people how to learn. I want to like travel. I want to like help people, you know, sell better, do better, grow their skills, all that. So I ended up taking, you know, several jobs after college in the learning and development world. And most recently, I would say, well, the job before my last job for several years, I worked for Lowe's Home Improvement. And so I was you know, doing their employee training programs. I developed a virtual reality simulation for them. I was doing so much fun work and it was really creative. And I just, I was really enjoying what I was doing. So I was very, I'm a very creative person. (laughs) I like to have fun, but also make things that are transformational and fulfilling. And and so after that, I ended up working for a hospital and that was where I had my aha moment of like, okay, there needs to be more to life than this. Like I am sick of working for someone else. (laughs) Like this is, It was just the most creative stifling environment for me, and it was this moment of like, if I really want to have the impact on the world that I want to, and if I really want to do the things that I want to, I need to take it into my own hands. And so, I actually started my business Dream Pro three years ago as a career coach because I was helping. Yeah, I was helping a lot of people um, freelance for years, like because I was in the HR function. So people were like, "Oh, can you help me with my resume? Can you help me with my career?" And I was always working in some sort of space where I was helping with like professional development or career development and even in like college and everything. So it just seemed like a natural fit for me. And when I started my business as a career coach and I was like doing resume writing and stuff, I was like, wow, like people are creating courses and like selling them for hundreds and thousands of dollars. This is so weird. And I was just like really blown away by it, like really confused because I just honestly didn't have that much exposure to like, this like open network of course creation. And so, you know, naturally as somebody who, you know, just started her business, I purchased some courses. I purchased some that were incredible. I went through a few programs that were amazing. I had so much fun. And then I bought one and I was so underwhelmed by it to put it very nicely. So I was like really blown away by the way the girl was selling on her stories. And I was like, oh my gosh, I need this course funny enough, it was a course on how to become an authority. (laughs) And so I was like, oh my God, she's so credible. She's going to teach me how to like really stand out, blah, blah, blah. And I go into the course and I was just like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. And then I had this realization of like, not everybody knows how to create a course. (laughs) Like, even though I got really lucky with a few that I was in, you know, there, there really is like a science and an art to it. And I was like, I just spent like eight years in the corporate world, you know, learning this skill. Like, how do you expect people in this world who are not doing this (laughs) to know how to do it? You know, some people, it comes naturally and easy to them, but others honestly doesn't. And so I was like, okay, screw the career coaching thing. (laughs) Like I, at that point too, it was very hard for me to help people in their careers when I felt so like, I don't know, not against the whole, like get a job thing because jobs are important. I mean, I love Employees on my team now, like I value them. Like I think there are so many great, you know, opportunities out there, but I was just not passionate about helping people find their next job. So I was like, I'm gonna help people develop their courses. And I was actually outside of, you know, when I first started career coaching, one of my like peers from a corporate job was like, Hey, this keynote speaker wants to turn his book into a course. Can you help him? I don't have time. I was like, Yeah, sure, of course I can do that. And so when I started doing that, like on the side a little bit, and I wasn't telling anybody about it, um, my bookkeeper naturally was like, okay, who's this guy sending you thousands of dollars? And I was like, oh, this is what I'm doing for him. And she was like, okay, well I have a course, but you know, I just kind of created it pretty quickly and tested it and can you make it better? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. So I helped her. She started telling her friends and their network. And so long story short about a year and a half two years later, here we are, we have a full agency. (laughs) All we do is basically course creation services for entrepreneurs and small businesses and all different types of people, businesses. It's really cool. And then we also help people through our own digital products and services, which we're expanding as well. So that is the long story, a little bit shortened.
1: (laughs) I love it. I love it because there are definitely lots of bits and pieces in there that I didn't know. And I think that, like now having known more about you and the dream pro business that all of those pieces of experience really led into what you do now and really built on it. Yeah. yeah. So I'm curious to know, because you work with a variety of businesses. I mean, from like Lowe's to, you know, people like coaches in the online space, when thinking about the type of platforms that people are building out, what kind of range do you really see what are people doing in terms of creating their education platform what does that look like for different business lines oh my god so many different things
0: and that's the beauty of it is there's not one size that fits all <laughs> and there shouldn't be right there's no like perfect template of here is how you should create your offer suite or your products or your digital products or your educational services so we work with it's interesting. Like I would say about half of the clients we work with are like first-time course creators where, you know, they might be a service provider or doing something like that. And now they're looking to bring in a different type of stream of income. We work with a lot of people who already have existing programs or courses, and they're looking to revamp it or create new ones. What's interesting is, is I always tell people like digital education, even though when you're in this world and really in the online space, Like, it feels like everybody has a course. There's so much out there, blah, blah, blah. But honestly, like, we're really in a bubble. Like, (laughs) I can't even describe to you the amount of opportunity there is. And especially with the way that things are moving in this world right now. Um, And just thinking about how people are leaving their jobs. People are taking on side gigs. People are changing the way that they make money. They're changing the way that they educate themselves. They're changing the way that they build their skills there is a massive amount of opportunity out there for you to seize. And so it's really cool to work with people that get it and they're like, okay, I need to like be a part of this space. And it, it's one of those things where it's not necessarily about like getting in as quickly as you can or anything like that, because there already are a lot of courses out there. Right. But it's really important at this time to also differentiate yourself and say, what is going to make mine different? <laughs> what is going to make mine stand out amongst the rest? And that's really what I try to also help our clients with is, making sure that they're also not just creating something that is okay, but something that really speaks for itself because that's extremely important. And so we work with people, for example, we just worked with a lactation specialist and we created this whole community for her, this like membership platform that has basically an entire searchable database of information for new moms, which is epic. And like, there's so much in there, but the way it's organized is just so It's very thoughtful. Everybody's had a great experience in it so far. We're also working with another uh, man who's, he's known as the COVID doctor, and he actually has multiple like medical businesses, but we're creating a phone training course for him because he has a really proprietary method for answering the phones and it helps increase conversions from 30% to 80%. So we're helping him create this like new like education program that he can also sell to other companies that has nothing to do with what he does in his day to day. We work with a lot of coaches, we work with a lot of marketing people, like the types of people we work with and what we create for them is so different project to project. And that's also like really the fun of it. We just kicked off with a couple of women who they own a DEI consulting firm, and we're going to be creating a a training for them on how spot owners and wellness practitioners can make their services and their experience more inclusive of people of any size. Like it just, there's no limits to what you can do and the types of learning experiences you can create. And so it's just fun because we get to be a part of the, you know, creation process, helping them also take their, their vision from like, okay, to like, this would be really fucking cool and exciting for people to like go through, you know what I mean? Because that's, That's the whole thing too, is, you know, when you're thinking about your education platform and what you want to do, think of it like an experience. How do you want people to feel? How do you want them to incorporate the learning into their lives? How do you want them to go through this and how do you want them to come out at the end? And how do you want them to feel? How do you want, what kinds of things do you want them to say? And so we try to look at it from all of those perspectives as well, just so that way, you know, people aren't just looking to check the box these days. People are actually looking for an experience. And so when you can create that with your brand and with your education experiences, it's going to do wonders for you. So I just went on a huge tangent, but hopefully that answered your
1: question. You definitely <laughs> did. I love all the tangible examples and just what you're bringing in about experience. And it's so funny that you're saying that because this has been the theme in my business and with my team over the last several months. And we had another meeting today about something that we're creating for our audience. And the number one question we always start with, and we come back to over and over and over is how do we want people to feel? What do we want the experience to be like? What do we want people to take with them? Because more than like the knowledge and the skill set that they're going to grow with, right, and develop through whatever you know, education platform you're serving them with, they are going to carry a feeling throughout, right? Because people always yeah. remember how you made them feel. And so I yeah. love that you've touched on that. And I kind of want to dig a little bit deeper into really the core, the meat of what you've talked about, which is like, we need to make sure that we're not just building something that checks the boxes, that is surface level, that is full of fluff and produces that overwhelm that you, for example, experienced in one of your you know first course purchases. And instead, we want to produce something that actually like over delivers that actually makes people feel like, wow, I am so glad there's actually so much more in this, or it is so much more valuable and has impacted me in more ways than I could have expected going into it. How do we start? A lot of the listeners on this podcast are thinking about creating additional revenue streams, whether that's a course or a program or a membership. What can they do to make sure that they're not necessarily under delivering and just ticking boxes and they're not over delivering and including too much that might produce overwhelm. Cause I feel like there can be that sort of dichotomy that happens in the creation process.
0: Yeah. So I've actually never given this advice before, but it's coming to me. So I'm going to share it. So the like one of the first things that I would say to you is like, start small. And I don't mean like, dumb down your ideas or minimize the things that you want to do. But what I'm saying is course creation is very complex. And so if you're able to have your first sort of like digital educational experience be something that's a little bit more bite-sized or a little bit more, I guess, way more niche than maybe this big program, it'll also help you see as an educator, as somebody who is creating this experience, what you enjoy about the process, what you don't enjoy the process, how you're going about doing things. And I say this because a lot of people that I speak to that have tried to create a course before, but maybe they get stuck or they're spinning their wheels. It's because they're trying to bite off more than they can chew. And to be honest, I think a lot of people go into the course creation space thinking I'm going to create this like all-inclusive program that's going to help people go from A to Z. But then when they actually get into it, they're like, whoa, wait, there's like so much that I have to provide people for them to actually do that. And it becomes overwhelming. They don't know how to avoid scope creep. They don't know how to like really narrow in on what they're so trying to Creep. Ch- I love it. And then they ended up getting overwhelmed and just like completely either, you know, kiboshing the idea or, you know, one of those things where they're creating a course and like the first few modules come out amazing. And then you could just see their energy dwindling towards the end. And it's just like, yeah, just like do whatever you need to do. Like, I just need to stop doing, you know what I mean? Like it just becomes too much. So That being said, you know, I think it's really powerful. Anyways, regardless, one of the most successful things that will make it also easier for you as a course creator is to come up with a really niche topic, something that's very specific. And we actually have an event that we're promoting. It's going to be tomorrow, but it'll be a little bit late when this is going on. But it's all about helping people really discover their course topic and what exactly that is. And we created an entire event for this because it was needed. Because when you start off thinking... I'm just going to create something to help people do this but if your idea is very vague and very fluffy and very and you're not really specific about what you're trying to help them achieve how you're going to help them achieve it what makes you qualified to help them achieve it it's going to end up becoming a mess and so it always starts with having a really specific topic understanding exactly who you're speaking to and also knowing in terms of scope like what is in scope and what is out of scope um, because I think a lot of times too, we think to ourselves, well, you know, for instance, for me, oh, if I want to help somebody create a course, like there's so many other things that I can help them with, right? I mean, I can go off and talk about product suite development, but that would turn into its own monster. And so I tried to be really clear, especially in my course, is like this is going to teach you how to create a course. <laughs> that is the scope. That is it. It's not going to anything other than that. Like we're just going to give you that. There's some other bonuses that'll help in other areas but it's very, very specific. And so when you can get very specific about what you're doing, that is going to be key because the more broad your topic is, honestly, the more high level your concepts are going to have to be. And that's really what creates that really fluffiness about it. But at the same time, not to overcomplicate everything, you know, it also depends on too, like who's your ideal client and how much support do they really need? Like how much, like how much depth do you actually want to go into depending on who they are? Because That also dictates as well, like how much of a deep dive you really need to take knowing what prior experiences they're coming from, what education they already have. So, you know, I know I'm throwing a lot of things (laughs) into the mix, but, you know, number one thing is definitely course topic. And I would say too, like I said before, if you can start small, that'll help you also get a little quick win under your belt and help you just feel a little bit better about the process. And it'll help you create future learning experiences too. So don't bite off more than you can chew from like day one.
1: (laughs) This is fantastic advice. Fantastic. And I say this like, because I'm reflecting as you say that, like the first course that I made was Ignite Your Inbox. And I am so glad that I did that before I did anything larger, because I don't know that I would have created things with the clarity that I did later. Like, I think that you summed up so perfectly that having that, that narrowed focus of the topic, this is exactly what I'm going to teach you. I'm not going to go over here or over there. Right. And I'm going to keep it in this nice container will allow you to yeah. give a very clear transformation and very clear promises when you're marketing it versus when it's all over the place. And you don't want people coming in feeling like they really just don't know what to do. Even if the information you're giving away is really great. So yes. yeah, I'm picking up everything that you're putting down right now. And I'm really curious too, because we've touched on a few things that we might be doing as mistakes. Is there something major in the industry, like a big mistake or a pet peeve that you see happening in the space with either courses or programs that people are putting out there?
0: Yeah, I have so many pet peeves. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. I <really> <laughs> things that bug me that honestly like it's just a personal thing but there definitely are some key things that i see on like a repeat basis so number one is definitely not having honestly a narrow course topic like just going out there and being like for instance i'm gonna help people grow their business but like you don't know exactly how you're gonna do that you don't know what makes your program unique amongst all the other programs that have similar program promises So getting really specific on that and your differentiator is going to be your absolute best friend, because that is what is going to help you sell your course and your program. I would say the second thing is, you know, going into the course creation process without the time and space that you actually need to develop something that you feel really good about. So, you know, when we work with our clients or done for you clients, like It is definitely not like a three week experience of creating a course, like it takes time and energy and it takes time and energy from our agency, but also from our clients as well, because it's a very collaborative process. I mean, we're basically taking the information that's in your brain and turning it into something actionable that doesn't require you most times to even be present. So doing that in a really eloquent way, in a way that really from the start of the program to the finish comes out really consistent and cohesive it takes time and energy. And I see a lot of people where they like pre-sell their courses and then they're launching and they're creating at the same time. And then they're overwhelmed and you know what gets like when they're thinking about their time and energy, they put more time and energy into their marketing because they're like, I'm not going to spend all this time creating this course if nobody's going to buy it, but then their course suffers. And then people go into their course and they're like, what is this? Or they don't have the best experience or, you know, you just spent like hours creating this experience that you already know that you want to redo. It's like such a waste of time. So I know there's this inclination in the entrepreneurial world to always like do things quick and get them done. And, you know, like you get excited about an idea and you just want to hop on it and like do it immediately, but they're really, and I'm definitely not saying drag your feet because that is not, that is not good advice either. But I think you also need to be realistic about the time that it takes and the attention it takes to create something that you should want to keep in your product suite for a relatively long period of time, because I am all for also not wasting my time. And if I'm gonna put a little bit more time in the upfront so that way I have something done that feels really good, I would rather do that than get it done and then feel like, okay, well, I wanna redo that entire thing because like, what's the point, you know? So I would think through that as well in terms of just like allocating enough time for you to actually get something done and in the way that you want it to be. And I would say as well too, uh, something that I notice is, a lot of people are afraid of feedback. A lot of people are afraid to see what their learners actually think or be open to feedback. And as an educator, you cannot have this mentality that whatever I create is good as it is and it doesn't require any updating and this and that. And like some people have that approach, which is fine. But um. I think you know especially if you want to create something that is going to have longevity that's going to have its own reputation and you want to feel really connected to your students and you want your students to feel connected to you it's really important to be open to getting that that feedback and understand like it's just data like it doesn't mean anything about you chances are nobody like hates you or thinks you're terrible like if you're putting the intention into your program to make it something great for people people will always see that Um, I can't tell you how many times we've audited programs where like the course creator would be like, oh my God, it's so terrible. Like, don't judge me, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm not going to judge you. Like you're here because you want to update your program. So like kudos to you. But also it's funny because like sometimes the courses that we see that are like quote unquote, the ugliest honestly are the best courses because even though the visuals might look like crap and maybe things don't make sense, At the end of the day, when I'm seeing that person on the other side of the camera in the video and they have so much passion about what they're teaching, I'm like, that's what's coming through and that's honestly what's really important. And so, yes, we'll help you refine it and make it beautiful and all the things and and make sure that people aren't confused and stuff. But generally speaking, like your dedication to being a great educator will always shine through. So also, like, don't be too hard on yourself as well.
1: That's so, so beautiful. And that got me thinking, too, you must have your nose in so many different courses. And this is one of the parts of copywriting that I love so much. like in the copy studio, we have a lot of courses. We work on a lot of launches or evergreen funnels and um, and so we get to go in the back end of courses and like consume the content in order to really figure out how to market it and what that value proposition is and you know what their differentiator is. And so I'm assuming you have the same experience. yeah, and you know we
0: outline all that stuff because, It's just as important for your marketing as it is for when you're actually creating your course, because you want there to be obviously consistency between what's on the sales page and what people see inside. And when it's not consistent, when your sales page looks fucking incredible, but then they get into the program and they're like, what the hell is this? That is the last thing that you want, right? You want people to walk in and be like, whoa, this is better than I expected. And I got exactly what I paid for.
1: You've given us so many knowledge nuggets to think about today. I've loved this conversation so, so much. And I want to ask you a question because here, like at the Freedom Found Podcast, we are all about creating a life with more freedom. You know, we all have this dream of living our own version, whatever that is, you know, out in our lives. And so many of us start our businesses so that we can do that and bring that freedom into our day-to-day as a reality. So I have a question for you. What advice would you give to entrepreneurs that are on a mission to incorporate more freedom into their lives?
0: Mm, I definitely, my immediate thought goes to my team you know, I started off as a solopreneur doing all the things and I really enjoyed it and I had fun with it. And to be honest, I feel like I have, I think everybody has their own unique skill sets that work together beautifully. And so I had this thought in my mind at the um, beginning of this course creation journey of like, you know, I'm never going to be able to find somebody that can do all the things that I do or the way that I do it. And, you know, I just need to do this myself. And I realized from the beginning, you know, similar to what you just said too, it was always very important for me to create a business that didn't like direct my entire life. I really want to have this really good synergy between what I do outside of work and what I do in work. And I like for it to really flow between it and not feel like any part of that is like overwhelming because I'm also the type of person too. I can't work like eight hours a day. Like I really can't, like I can work maybe four hours, you know, two hours of focus time. Like I really need to protect my time to be really happy. And so I got over myself real quick. I was like, there are people that have, you know, more complex businesses, business model, skills. And I was like, and honestly, like, who am I? Like, I'm not special. Like I had to like, you know, yes, we're all special, but at the end of the day, like, no, we're not. Like there's always somebody who can do things better than we do. Let's be honest. So I just got over myself and I was like, okay, if I'm going to scale this, like what kinds of help do I need? And instead of maybe finding somebody who can do these three things like I can, maybe I find two people, one that who could do this and one who could do that. So I kind of built my agency based on skill sets. And right now I have a team that is incredibly confident, way more confident, honestly, than I am. Always find people that are better at what you do than you do. <laughs> and you will be set yes. because at this point I don't do any uh, client work. I don't do anything related to the course. I basically guide the process. I I review the things that our instructional designers and our graphic designers do. And I'm very close to our projects and I know what's going on, but I'm not the one doing the things. Mm-hmm. And it's provided me so much time to, to think, to grow, to like work on other projects. Right now, we're actually working on three really unique projects. We're building out a software, we're building our own education platform with some other digital educator opportunities. And then we're working on this really cool, like crypto project, like crypto <laughs> yeah. education project. and. I wouldn't have the time to do these passion projects, if you will, if I was in the weeds of like developing slides for our clients. So my biggest advice too, is to like, think about the kind of life you want. And also, you know, an agency isn't for everybody. It really is not. It's a big responsibility. Having employees and people on your team is a responsibility. And so it's also important to be clear about like, what are you available for? And what aren't you? Because if you... Um, you know, like other people depend on you and you want to make sure that you're also building your business in a way that that feels good. And it's not a one size fits all at all. So just get clear about the kind of life you want to live, what that looks like. And even though there are scary, like it's scary to make these decisions,
1: just fucking do it.
0: Just like people make harder decisions every day, just fucking do it. And like, you know, it's funny. I'll, I'll bring you back to my internship. When I was interning at Diesel, I remember this was the best advice I ever got <laughs> when I was interning. My manager was like, look, we sell jeans. We don't save lives here. If you make a mistake, we can fucking fix it. <laughs> and like, and I say that with my agency. I'm like, look, we create courses. Like we're not really saving anybody's life in terms of like, you know, we're not a brain surgeon. So like, if we make a mistake, we make a mistake, we can fix Absolutely. it. And I think that's just a good attitude to have about business and life, because Nothing will ever go perfectly, but that's okay. It's a part of the experience. (laughs) Yes,
1: yes. I love that. So beautiful. You have to have that perspective because if you don't, oh, every tiny mistake is going to eat you alive. So you, yeah, you have to approach it from this different perspective of you know what. I always say to my team, I have no freaking idea what I'm doing. Like this is all an experiment. Just trying
0: to figure it out.
1: (laughs) Yep. Absolutely. We're all just out here like trying to to see what's working, what's not. It's an experiment and let's roll with it. And I think if you go with that mentality, that's when it can also be a lot more fun, a lot more fun. But if you're putting the, this high pressure, high stakes, I have to know everything, do everything correctly the first time around, it is going to be miserable. So make it fun. Listen to Ariel's advice. Just get out there and fucking do it because that's just the best way to go about anything in life. So this has been such a good conversation. Can you please let us know how we can connect with you further and how listeners can go and find you?
0: Yeah, so um, on Instagram, you can follow us. It's Courses. Our website is dreamprocourses.com. We have everything on our website as well. And then I have my own podcast, the Dreamers Lounge Podcast. So if you like podcasts, feel free to follow me there. I have a lot of great content.
1: And yeah, that's basically it. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing all of these insights today. It's been so good to see you again
0: you too thank you so much <laughs>
1: thank you. next time.